everyone, welcome to Shalanda Says, where we answer questions on all sorts of topics ranging from relationships to career growth. Join us as we answer listener questions and interview various experts in their field. Want a question answered? Send it to Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. That's Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. Now here's your hostess and proclaimed queen of time management and goal setting, Shalanda. Today we have Don James, a conscious living teacher dedicated to providing education, inspiration, and support related to understanding and enhancing vibrational frequency for overall health and well-being, personally and globally. She teaches others how to live more consciously and raise their vibration through her books. She is the author of the best-selling book, Raise Your Vibration, Transform Your Life a practical guide for attaining better health, vitality, and inner peace. This is available in English and Spanish. And the book, How to Raise the Vibration Around You, as well as the book, Raise the Vibration Between Us, Forgiveness, Karma, and Freedom, are also available in English, Spanish, French, and Hindi. Her Raise the Vibration trilogy is available worldwide on her website, Raise vibration.ca. Don has lectured and taught workshops around the world, including Canada, the U.S., the U.K., Costa Rica, and Mexico. Today, she will share her knowledge through webinars and retreats. She is an international speaker, a green living advocate, musician, and mentor. In 2010, she founded, published, and promote to teach new and aspiring authors to do what she did, which is share their story and connect to their best audience. Learn more at her website, publishandpromote.ca. Hi, Don. How are you? Hi, Shalanda. I'm doing great. How was your day? Oh, it's going nicely. Yeah. Thank you for coming. I appreciate your time. Glad to be here. And we are going to go ahead and jump right into our first five These are five questions that all our guests are asked. And the first question is, what drew you to this career? Well, I call it more of my new life than a career. Um, I had a very different life back in 2003, uh, working in the corporate world. And uh, I, I basically suffered from burnout and things had to change. And in that transition, I began to understand what it means to live more consciously, uh, live with higher awareness, uh, truly tune into myself and understand what brings me joy, what brings me peace, uh, healthy things to do for myself. And so through my own spiritual journey uh, over the last 15 years, I began writing and speaking and teaching and it just kept evolving. So my my new life is teaching others how to live consciously. And that came from my own spiritual journey um, over the last 15 years. Okay, great. You know, one thing I'm I'm hearing a lot of lately is people saying their journey. And some of us, we go to school for certain things. For me, I went to school for psychology. So I, I had an idea already that I wanted to, quote unquote, help people. 
However, I wasn't sure what sort of impact I would make. And then I hear about other people who go through something such as yourself through a burnout and from the corporate world. And you use this time to reflect and use your inner gifts to share with the rest of us so that those who are going through what you're going through, they know that there's hope and they're not trapped in this particular stressful lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, I can still relate. Many times we get stuck in a pattern. You know, we are creatures of habit. So you get up, you drive to work, you come home, pay the bills, make dinner. We get into this routine. And for some of us, you kind of lose perspective of the you in the whole scenario. Or you're wearing so many hats, you don't really take off all those hats to check in with you, you. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I can relate to that. And, and how do you break those patterns? It's not easy to do. Um, we are creatures of habit. However, I found through my own experience and working with other people that you have to pause. You have to start asking yourself some questions. And I call it, you have to get introspective. You really have to go within. And one question is, why do I do that? You know, mm -hmm. for me, I had to be the first person in the office, the last person to go home. People, you know, the cleaners were vacuuming under my feet in the office. Wow. I started saying to myself, why am I the last person to leave the office? Mm -hmm. Why do I feel I need to answer all 140 emails that I get every day? Mm -hmm. I started asking myself these questions and I started to pay attention to how I was behaving and interacting. And, and through self-study, we can learn a lot about ourselves. But it helps to do that in order to break those patterns. You know, like, have you ever uh, known someone who, you know, they get nervous and they have to eat? Like, why do we run for food for comfort? Mm -hmm. And it's such a knee-jerk reaction, and yet we keep doing it. You really have to ask yourself, what do I really, really, really need? Maybe you really need someone to talk to, not, you know, the Krispy Kreme donut or whatever it is. Right. right. Yeah. Now tell us what impact you hope to make. Well, I feel really fortunate, Shalanda, in I had no idea when I first started writing nine years ago that I would reach so many people and I got to meet people in so many beautiful places. And, you know, I still get thank yous and letters and emails to this day. Um, you know, your work, your book, your message, it touched me. It changed my life. Um, I teach people how to de-stress. I teach people how to disconnect from unhealthy environment, unhealthy relationships, um, unhealthy patterns. And it's so nice to hear someone saying, you know, I stopped smoking or I stopped doing this. And it's because they understood how to be more conscious and they understood how to identify positive and negative, you know, things in their life. Um, mm -hmm. I, I hope to continue to do this work for a really long time. I I teach through my books, but I love meeting people and I love spending time with people in person. And so uh, we found a way to do that here in Costa Rica um, by hosting events and having people come down and really tune into themselves, tune into nature. It's a gorgeous place and start to make those changes, start transforming your life, start adopting better practices, better habits, better techniques. And it's, it's an amazing thing to see people transition to 
a place where they're feeling confident that they're making the right decision and they know it's healthy. Yeah, excellent. Now think about everything you know regarding the path that you're in or you're on. In retrospect, what would you do differently, if anything? That's a good question. Um, you know, I've always been a person to listen to my own intuition and do what I felt was right to do. Uh, I know the first couple of years I wasn't as uh, vocal, and I think I would have connected differently to people. Um, I tended to be kind of out there, but not. And I think now that I look back, I mean, look at the technology we have today. You know, you're in one country, I'm in another, and we're having a conversation. So I think I would have used the different channels of communication differently uh, to reach more people. And I was a bit shy back then. I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't have been doing a lot of TV or, or that. So I think I would have done that sooner. Okay. Now, can you tell us what trends you see within your specialty? Absolutely. So specifically around conscious living, I see, I see two really big trends happening, and they're, they're sort of related to the demographics. I do see uh, a lot of people 40 and over who are realizing, you know, they're, they're not feeling their mortality, but they realize the quality of my life, the next 30, 40, 50 years, I want to invest now. So I see people in the over 40 group who are learning more about, you know, healthy eating. They're learning more about how to reduce stress. They are yeah. looking to get away and, and sort of balance themselves. Yeah. And then I've seen a trend in the younger people. Um, I know a lot of my, my uh, our children, they're all in their mid to late 20s. One's almost 30. And they are also looking at living a healthier lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Although they're still really plugged into technology, but they are looking, I see more young people wanting to know how to cook from scratch and mm -hmm. taking up yoga. There's a huge trend now for more yoga in young people. So mm -hmm. I think I'd say the trend I see, people are wanting to invest in, the, in their health and they're looking for alternative ways to improve their, their wellness. Whether that's physical, emotional, financial, I think people are realizing, hey, my quality of life is more important than, you know, how many pairs of shoes I got in the closet. And if I got the latest cell phone and the biggest car on the block, people are caring about their health. Yeah, definitely. There is definite, a definite change towards people being more conscious of the chemicals that are in their foods and they amount of exercise we're getting we're definitely there's a move towards people being more aware than usual because i know that the health industry has grown in the past i guess 40 uh four decades or so but it's it's really big these days especially with uh the disease rate cancer and all sorts of coronary heart disease we just see so much more of the diseases today and it's been attributed to stress and the fact that we live such fast-paced lives and we're so distracted by technology and sitting Correct. and instead of getting out and moving and being more engaging as you said with face-to-face -face contact with other people absolutely and you know part part of part of 
getting a healthier, balanced lifestyle, you have to have self-discipline. And by that, I mean, yes. I'll give you a perfect example. There's a friend of mine, really good friend, and we've agreed that when we get together to have a meal or have a cup of tea, I leave my cell phone in the car, she leaves her cell phone in the car. That's a discipline. I, I'm, I wanna see, I haven't seen you in months, so we're gonna sit and hang out. So we both agree to leave the cell phone in the car. It's no different than when you come home, I'll tell you, if you have young children, like for the parents out there with kids under the age of 10, when they come home from school, the first half hour or so, give them your full attention, look them in their eyes, they want to connect with you. Um, it's so important. The personal connection is priceless. And I, I think that's where people need to start taking stock of, you know, how healthy are your relationships? What's the quality of your relationship? Mm. You know, not, not, not the virtual friends. I'm talking the real, the real family and friends. How, how healthy is it? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I do, I do see in order to be successful at living consciously, Mm -hmm. You're going to need a, a few new disciplines and you're going to have to stick with it. And you'd be surprised what you learn. Um, as a family, Shalanda, many years ago, as a family, we decided with three children, my husband and I said, TV is coming off. Mm -hmm. And that TV stayed off for seven years. Oh, wow. Man. <laughs> That's another topic. But here's the benefit of that. We spoke more, we played more, we exercised together, we had amazing conversations about life. And, you know, the things you wouldn't hear because you were busy watching TV, all of a sudden they're talking to you about so-and-so did this, and oh, uh, in class we learned this, and you were having conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, best seven years of parenting, and it's because we consciously wanted to connect with our children and we wanted them to know who they were. And I think it, it gave them a huge opportunity uh, to discover their own gifts and talents. So it takes discipline, it's not easy, but even just leaving your cell phone in the car for two hours, try it. <laughs> try that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot, yeah. Especially once we develop that habit of checking our phones and having our phones with us, it can develop into a habit that's really hard to break. Absolutely. Um, there, there is also a bit of a link between uh, technology. I was just reading an article last week about we have a natural rhythm, you know, and this goes to vibration. So as human beings, we have a beautiful energy system and bioelectricity is real. We're, we're made up of, you know, bio, bio, biology and electricity and magnet. It's real. We're magnetic and we're electric at the same time. Now you have a device beside you that's also <laughs> yeah. giving off some frequency. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's healthy. And so when you're feeling depleted, it's because there's certain geopathic stress you get mm -hmm. from technology, wireless tech. Uh, you've got stress from your life, your work, relationship. All of these things keep building, building, building. And you wonder why you're so exhausted by the time you go to bed. So we have to be aware of all the things that are really draining us of that energy. And so I teach people how to raise their vibration, um, whether it's through breathing techniques, whether it's through meditation, going outside. I talk about how to work with the sun. 
Um, the sun gives us energy. How many people spend more than 10 minutes outside? You know, on a typical day, if I was to say, hey, Shalanda, did you, did you go outside for an hour? You'd probably say no. Mm. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're kind of depriving ourselves of natural energy and we're getting all this artificial stuff and it's making mm -hmm. us tired. That's the bottom line. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's why I make a, a, a thing in my house to open the blinds yeah. so that we can get some sun in. And then I have for myself, I'll go outside on the porch and I'll just take deep inhales, take breath, deep breaths in and out, and then go back in the house and continue with my day. But that's something I try to do as well is make an effort to go outside and and stand on the patio and just breathe in the fresh air and let the sun get on my skin because I'm in the house. I work from home. I yeah. need some sunlight, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I think we these days have to make more of a conscious effort than our forefathers to actually get outside. Yeah. Yes. There's been quite a lot of uh, research done. My, my second book, Raise a Vibration Around You, actually mm -hmm. talks about the effects of not having sun and the effects of artificial light. And I actually get into um, unhealthy light. Mm -hmm. um, some of the lighting on the market is not healthy. So I actually explain to people, here's a couple of choices. Do you want this in your home or this in your home? I talk about the vibration of water, light, mm -hmm. air, everything. Because your home should be healthy. Your home should be calm. It should be peaceful. Um, and there's so many ways you can create that. So that, that's what I love teaching people. Let's, let's replace this with that and see how you feel. You know? yeah. Feel comfortable, feel energized. Um, I love what you're doing. It's so important, especially if you're working from home, to take that break, get up, move, mm -hmm. get some sunshine. It's really, and guess what? It clears your head. Yes. Come back. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want. I do want to get into raising the vibrations around us, but first, I would like, if you have any, what advice would you like to offer listeners? So, when it comes to living consciously, some of the things to really think about is start asking yourself, what gives you joy? Truly, what brings like just a natural feeling of 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 contentment and joy in your life and take stock of that. Um, I've known people who would have loved to do something and the number one excuse is time and money. And mm -hmm. I'm going to challenge them. You know, we all have choices to make. So maybe you need to not do this in order to do that. What brings you joy? What do you love to do? Um, what truly makes you happy? And then on the flip side, when it comes to relationships, which is what my last book is about, Raise the Vibration Between Us, look at the quality of the relationships you have. Mm -hmm. Are there people in your life that are building you up? Mm -hmm. And are there people tearing you down? And take stock of that and then ask yourself, what is the quality that you need of those relationships? And sometimes you have to make tough decisions. I say if you don't, if you have someone who is, putting you down or disrespecting you or devaluing you, how is that helping you become right. who you need to be? Mm -hmm. So start asking yourself some introspective questions like that. And, and even if you have a habit, start questioning, where is that coming from? Are you doing it because 
that's how you were raised? Are you doing it because everyone else is doing it? Mm-hmm. Are you doing it because you know it's the best thing you can do? And I think it's time to start checking in and mm-hmm. asking some questions. You'd be surprised when you sit with yourself what yeah, comes out. Yeah, because it's funny you mention that because I'm, I'm working on a time management book. And in part of my book, I talk about distractions. And I, I discuss who are you letting steal your time? Who is stealing your time? What is your distraction that is keeping you from managing your time the way you should? Who are you letting disrespect your time, basically? Because people can either be an input into our life or they can be draining. Yes. And you have to recognize the difference. You know, and, and the other thing, people have to be very honest with themselves. You know, if you don't have the energy to go out for the fourth night in the week, say thanks for the invitation, but I cannot. Like, respect yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you said, respect yourself and your time. Um, it's funny. Time is finite. And so really the key to, to managing your time is to, to have priorities, I believe. Yes. And so mm-hmm. I try my best. It's hard, Shalanda, right? I try not to multitask. It's so tempting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> multitasking actually makes you less productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I try my best not to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's actually a quote. I think Pilibus Cyrus, I believe that's how you pronounce his name anyway. I think he's the one that says this quote is uh, to do two things at one once is to do neither. So basically, there's no such thing as successfully multitasking is what he's saying. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Um, one, of, one of my children's teachers from, uh, I think he was from Europe, he said, similar, he said, if you try to catch two rabbits, you'll come up empty-handed. <laughs> Can't catch two rabbits at the yeah. same time. Yeah, do you recall the time, though, when the experts, I'll say, were actually saying to multitask? Do you remember that little short phase where they were saying it's good to multitask? I think it was in the late 80s, and you're way too young to remember (laughs) that, my dear. (laughs) Yeah, because you know what? Computers came on the scene. You remember? We had windows, windows. We had multiple windows, and well, I'm here, but I'm also here, and I'm checking my email, and I'm doing this, right? Yeah. We had multiple windows. I don't think most people do that anymore. Yeah, and, and decades later, we're all stressed out. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Well, I want to get into what you brought up earlier about the conscious living and, again, the race of vibrations. Now, I was speaking with a young man who didn't use money as an excuse to start a clothing line. And his clothing line talks about being aware and his awareness is being aware of your surroundings and politics and the way you live your life and who you allow into your life. Now for you, can you give us more details about living more consciously from your viewpoint? Yeah. So the way I, the way my foundation of living consciously is to really understand whether what you're dealing with is healthy or not is it beneficial or not beneficial to you and one of the things I see and I try to open the eyes of others 
is we tend to just accept what we're given mm-hmm. and we don't question it. We don't even research what's in it. And a prime example is food. We, we are, we're taking in all this stuff and we're not really aware of what's going on inside of us. And we wonder why 15, 20, 20 years later, we're sick. Mm-hmm. So I, I tell people how to, to live consciously, pay attention to what's going in your body, on your body, in here, mm-hmm. really pay attention. Is it beneficial or not? So I have a little um, thing I do. If someone comes around me starting to gossip mm-hmm. and I look at them really and they just walk away, I don't want to hear it. You know, so I just filter, learn how to filter things out that are not beneficial to you. Um, the second thing I teach people is how to replace a, a bad habit with a better habit. And I teach people how to make those slight transitions. So when someone says to me, Don, girl, I got a house full of kids. I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time. I said, yeah, you have time. Mm-hmm. I said, do you have time to brush your teeth? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so I said tomorrow morning when the alarm goes off, do not move for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Stay calm, breathe, and set your intention for today. Set your intention how you want to be in the world. What do you want to feel today? How do you want your day to end? Take five minutes, you got five minutes, and it totally changes the vibration of how you're going to respond to people for that day. Mm-hmm. Right, because you already know this is the intention. I am vibrating in the intention in the intention of having a peaceful day. So a lot less things are going to rock your boat that day because you're mm-hmm. you're looking for peace. Mm-hmm. If you get up on Monday and you're like, oh gosh, it's Monday, right? <sighs> and you're huffing and a puffing, and guess what? You're late. You miss an appointment. You get a flat tire. You get a speeding ticket. The universe loves to support you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you're expecting disaster, guess what? It's coming. Um, oh, yeah. I teach people how to really be clear about beneficial and non-beneficial everything, behavior, food, relationships. And when we're clear, we start to make better choices and better choices leads to better experiences. And I've been living this for 15 years and I've seen wonderful examples of staying on the path of beneficial and healthy and what it does and the people around you will change. You know, the people who build you up and support you, those circles get much bigger. Right. And we start attracting opportunities and I've seen it, you know, I didn't have a plan when I started writing, but I knew I needed to teach. And before I knew it, I started getting invited. Can you come and talk here? Can you come and talk here? And you know you're on the right path when you start living a healthy, conscious life. Things just fall into place. Yeah. Now, let's go back to the people who say they don't have time for this and that. And perhaps they are letting those time stealers and distractions into their world. How do they raise the vibration around them? So... If, if you are getting too distracted with things, um, one of the techniques I teach my clients is at the end of your day, at the very end of your day, you're to write down three things, three things that you absolutely know are priority for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
And then you're going to put a sticker on the car dashboard, the fridge, the bathroom mirror. You're going to put those three things everywhere until it's so ingrained in you that no matter what happens today, those three things I'm going to get done. Mm -hmm. It's a little technique, but it works well because you start training yourself to prioritize. Right. Yeah. And just three. You don't need seven, eight, ten. You're going to feel frustrated. Yeah, it'd so be down, Yeah, it's a, it's a simple technique, but it works. Write down two or three things that you absolutely have to do tomorrow. Yes. And then put reminders up all over the house. And the second thing is a little discipline. Take off the social media. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> have, have, a, have an unplugged zone. Maybe it's from, you know, nine till noon. Just unplug. Mm -hmm. Unplug. Um, you've got to find ways to reclaim quality time with you. Mm -hmm. uh, a good girlfriend of mine, back in the day, I was a workaholic. And a friend of mine said to me, you know that appointment book you have? And by the way, I still have it. I'm an old school. I don't put anything in my phone. I have a little agenda book. She goes, Dawn, I want you to block off four hours with yourself. Mm -hmm. I said, what? She goes, she said, this is too busy. Put four hours with yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't let anybody disturb that time. So yeah, I started doing that. Wow. Did I learn a lot about spending time with myself? Mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah just a couple of tips but really prioritize is number one if it's really important to you you're gonna know what's not important to you and you'll begin to prioritize mm -hmm. that's important and it's a learned behavior and the same thing is you got to unplug because as you said Shalanda I totally agree technology is highly addictive highly distractive and highly unproductive Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's one thing I had to learn to do as a mother of four is to make my children allow me to have a few minutes to myself each day, especially when they were in the age before they started school. Yeah. I really had to, and I know other mothers go through this too, where you really have to carve out time in the day, be it nap time or when the kids are eating lunch, and that's when they're quiet is when they're sleeping and when they're eating, most kids. And yes. so I had to learn how to carve out time, it, even if it was just a few minutes, so that I can decompress and relax and not be stressed out. Because if mommy's stressed out, then she's snapping at everybody. And kids feel it. You don't even have to talk. You can feel that electric charge is going to explode. Um, once upon a time, I had three children under the age of five. <laughs> so I still relate to what you're saying. And I, I didn't have a lot of time to myself. Um, little tip, I don't know how old yours are, but in order to get my kids to take a nap, whether they slept or not, they were up in the room. Mm -hmm. I always made homemade pancakes at three o'clock. <laughs> so after lunch, I said, hey, guys, it's time to nap. And if everyone takes a nap, you know what you're getting at three o'clock. So <laughs> went up to their room. I didn't hear a pin drop. They could have been chit-chatting. I don't care. That was my time. And those three hours, I so loved. Well, it was two and a half by the time they got upstairs. Right. <laughs> but I had to bribe them. I, I bribed them homemade pancakes every day, three o'clock. But it worked. Um, it's fun. It's hard with mom with young children. Um, if you have support or partner or family, mm -hmm. uh, just... Find those 
times to go window shopping at the mall or right. do an exchange with a good friend or, or a relative. Mm-hmm. You know, can you watch him, you know, for a couple hours today and I'll watch yours. Um, I worked, I worked throughout my children's uh, young age. I always worked. So my quiet time, Shalanda, was when I came home from work, I would drive into the garage. I would shut off the car. Mm-hmm. And I would actually sit. No, truly, I sat there for eight to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to do that too when I um, went back to work briefly. I would drive in the garage, and I would lock my doors because sometimes they would come yeah. into the garage and open the car door. Hey, mom! So I would lock my doors and just close my eyes and recline for a few minutes. Girl, that's the best. Hey, best remedy for. <laughs> <laughs> moms with young kids and they wouldn't even know they heard the car mom's home but right not really count. is mom in the car still it's 10 minutes they don't even know you're how long you're in the car yeah right it was my that was like a little vacation 10 minutes mm-hmm. i got 10 minutes total mm-hmm. silence yeah beautiful now they're older my kids are actually uh 13 12 10 and 5 so they're old enough to entertain themselves and each other without me having to, you know, intervene and break up bickering. So now what I do is I tell them, let me work out. Nobody say anything to me. And my workouts can be up to an hour, but they, I'm right there. And if there's an emergency, there usually is not. And they're fine what, um, letting me work out for an hour, you know? Beautiful. Well, it's nice. It's nice when they get to that stage. I do. I must admit, it's nice. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, it's very important that moms. I I've seen um, recently. I've seen moms uploading videos of themselves being stressed out, and it just breaks my heart because I've been there, especially as a military spouse, where we're usually not in town with family. And it's very important, which the military community, we're usually um, very close-knit. I've been fortunate enough to have friends where we do, like you mentioned earlier, and we watch each other's kids. Because our kids play together, we know our children are outside and they're fine. So let me go sit down and read read something, you know? Beautiful. Yeah, you need... You truly need that support system. You yes. really need it. Um, because like you said, when you're stressed, again, the higher the stress, the lower the vibration. You know, it's no different than when we're, we're toxic. I mean, if we're eating, you know, processed food and we're not, we're drinking the wrong things, the body can't process this thing. And it takes so much energy to digest things that are not natural. So again, your vibration goes down. And so, you know, Taking breaks, um, finding techniques to reduce stress, having someone to talk to, and then look at what's going on in your body. You know, are you hydrated? Are you eating? Mm-hmm. What percentage of your your meals are fruits and vegetables? So important. And then how much of that food is clean food, which you brought up earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how much food is clean food. Clean is is also a big concern nowadays. I've I've mm-hmm. seen so many recent outbreaks of this and that and product recalls you really have to pay attention yeah. mm-hmm. yes and let's let's talk about your writer's retreat in june the right place to write can you tell us about the that? right place to write thank you 
I've, I've really loved this. Um, I worked in publishing twice before in my corporate life. And so in 2010, I had an opportunity to do my own thing. And so I teach authors how to self-publish, how to get distribution and all of that. Um, I, I really love to see people get their story out well and they connect to their audience very well. And that's what we teach. So this June uh, 22nd to 29 in Costa Rica, we're holding a seven day writer's retreat and joining me will be a writing coach as well as an editor and myself. I'll be teaching yes. authors what to do after their books printed. Okay. So it's, it's a writer's retreat and a learning retreat. And um, I'm really excited. Uh, Costa Rica has beautiful energy. I find people, you know, your imagination goes, you feel relaxed, and people are able to really um, enjoy getting their story out. And uh, the right place to write, it's R-I-G-H-T, place to W-R-I-T-E dot com. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Uh, would you like to add anything else before I do our quote of the week? Oh, certainly. Thank you, Shalanda. Um, so to reach me, the uh, fastest way to get to me is dawnjames.ca. And if you're interested in getting your story out, you can visit publishandpromote.ca. And uh, that's the best way to reach me. Okay, excellent. Now, today's or this week's quote comes from Maya Angelou. And she says, success is liking yourself liking what you do and liking how you do it. I love it. I love like, it. She's on point. I love that woman. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's, she has so much style with her quotes and her poetry. Yeah. But isn't that the ultimate is, is to love what you do and do what you love. Truly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah well, and, you know, mm -hmm. I always say, you know, follow your heart and you'd be surprised what comes out of that. Follow your heart. Mm. We, we do live in a world where we've got bills to pay, yes. Right. And even though you may feel you're giving up 40 hours a week and you may not be 100% content, mm -hmm. you still have at least 20, 30, 40 hours a week to find things you love, you enjoy, mm -hmm. that make you smile. It's up to you. you got a choice. Go for it. That's right. Well, thank you so much. And I appreciate your time today. And you, you enjoy your weekend, okay? Thanks, Yolanda. Had a great time. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shalanda Says. Remember to send your questions to Shalanda at TooksWaterGuidance.com. Shalanda at TooksWaterGuidance.com to have them answered by myself and an expert guest and don't forget to subscribe and share and as always have a productive day